Now, when you're talking about the uh, relative tranquility of the 50s that was basically unprecedented in the 20th century, as you write, and then the move into the 60s and late 60s when crime starts to spike at almost an exponential growth rate, you mentioned a really interesting theory that I hadn't come across, and I wonder if you could tell our listeners a little, a little bit about it. And that's the this idea of an inversely proportional relationship between homicide rates on the one hand and suicide rates on the other hand. Speak a little bit to that. Well, this is very interesting, and I didn't know about it myself until I had done the research for this book. But it seems that some uh, groups of people uh, who have very high uh, suicide rates have low homicide rates. And the opposite also seems to be true, so that if they have high homicide rates, they have low suicide rates. So in the 50s, there were studies done, and they pointed to African-American rates, which showed, which seemed to prove the hypothesis. That is, African-Americans had uh, uh, fairly high uh, homicide rates and seemingly low suicide rates. But it turned out that subsequent research threw some cold water on this because subsequent research found that if you look at young African-Americans, you'll see both high suicide and high homicide rates. So this is not consistent with the theory, and it seemed to blow the theory out of the water. I should add, by the way, that the first time this, this hypothesis was ventured was by Emil Durkheim, the, the famous sociologist, the French sociologist who was writing in the 19th century, and he was talking about the different European countries. And he noted that in some countries, homicide and suicide had this inverse relationship. So uh, I think the latest work that showed problems with the understanding with respect to African Americans because of a failure to look at the differences in the in the different age categories, I think that raises some doubts about the theory. 